I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee, Executive Editor and Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Jigar Kadakia, who is Vice President and Chief Information Security and Privacy Officer for Mass General Brigham, formerly known as Partners Healthcare. Hi, Jigar. Hello. So, Jigar, as you look back at 2022 and forward to 2023, what do you see as some of the top cybersecurity challenges facing the healthcare sector? What sort of lessons are emerging? In 2023, I think some of the key um, challenges in, in healthcare will be the movement to the cloud. So there's been an accelerated move uh, to move out of the uh, data center into the cloud. Two, application portfolios are becoming much more com- uh, complex. So there's um, cyber risks are, are related around that. Three, talent. So cyber still has a shortage in talent. Um, how are we going to build talent, recruit new talent, keep the existing talent in healthcare so that we can continue to move forward um, in overall cybersecurity strategy and risk? And then uh, number four, I think, is a better way to communicate cybersecurity as it relates to met- metrics. So everyone has struggled with how to report health of a program, the metrics of a program. I think in 23, there's going to be some new ways, maybe, or new examples of how to do it in a better, more informative way. In terms of the metrics, anything that you're looking at in terms of doing it in a new way? So with, with the movement to cloud, a lot of the cloud solutions have uh, built-in metrics that you can leverage. Um, and so how to visualize those with uh, a Tableau platform or a Power BI or something um, and get metrics that are core to not just cybersecurity, but core to the business. So uh, leaders across the organization can better understand what's happening, I I think is the most important factor. So now we've seen a lot of consolidation in the healthcare sector, mergers and acquisitions. Mass General Brigham has had its own share of mergers and acquisitions over the years. Any lessons or advice that you might offer other healthcare organizations involving cybersecurity issues in the pre and post stages of mergers and acquisitions? And what do you see as the biggest cyber risk involved with these sorts of things? So with mergers and acquisitions, I think two organizations that come together as whether it's a merger or an acquisition, there's typically a difference between the cybersecurity uh, level of maturity at each organization. So trying to consolidate the two organizations with regards to the maturity level and the determination of, of risk factors between the two organizations, I think is one of the most important things. Uh, second, Secondly, I think um, the technology debt that uh, comes about has to be resolved because at the end of the day, if you have a lot of technology debt, then you have a lot of uh, cyber risk. And so the debt, technology debt and understanding the technology platforms of the two companies and then determining the path forward are the most critical pieces as part of the uh, M&A process and also can help uh, reduce cyber risk overall. Now, we've seen lots of ransomware attacks in the healthcare sector, and in the Boston area, you know, we've seen prior DDoS attacks that affected regional hospitals, even if they weren't the one being targeted or affected, you know, directly by the attack. Any lessons that are emerging about the regional impact and response plans that hospitals have to have if another hospital in their region is hit, but they're not, even in terms of taking surplus of 
patients in, looking at their own systems for signs of uh, potential compromise? What, le- what lessons do you see emerging out of these regional sorts of things? So uh, within a regional uh, impact, I think the hospital systems locally or within the region have been working together on uh, emergency preparedness, not just for cyber attacks, snowstorm, hurricane, and whatnot. So I think they've been working together on the operational aspects of some kind of event that may uh, happen similar to a ransomware attack. I think it's important at the end of the day, the patients and making sure the patients are safe and secure is the number one priority regardless of the impact or the disaster that occurs. In terms of hospital and healthcare systems preparing for incidents, do they tend to look, you know, at their own sort of four walls, or do they, or do they need to look beyond that more? You know, if there's a cloud supplier that goes down that is tightly tied with, I know, some of the cancer therapies or, you know, those sorts of things, how do you plan for that? So I, I think uh, historically most have looked inward and tried to develop programs that fit their risk tolerance inward. I think going forward, as we rely more on cloud, we're going to have to have a better partnership with the cloud providers as well as the broader ecosystem in the community around these type of events. So I think um, we're going to have to start to include our partners and our peer groups or at least have conversations with them with regards to how are we going to handle something in a go-forward manner. In terms of the top cybersecurity challenges that are facing the healthcare sector in terms of third parties, what are you most worried about and what kinds of third parties? So I, I think we are being impacted by all kinds of third parties in the healthcare sector. There are a lot of niche healthcare companies that support hospitals. Their cyber profile may not be um, what we expect or as good as we expect, and they, they may be vulnerable to attacks and, and compromises which impact us. So we have to do more due diligence on the third parties and, and more importantly, have some type of business continuity plan in place. So if we do have an impacted third party, we have the operational uh, processes in place to move forward and and continue the patient care, whatever uh, activity that we're doing with that third party. And are there any promising security technologies that you're keeping your eye on for next year? I haven't seen anything new and promising. I think there is really a focus on maybe consolidation in the space as uh, companies become acquired and, and those things happen. I think there'll be a consolidation of the space. And then I think Healthcare organizations are also looking inward and consolidating on the tech space as well. How about in terms of the zero trust approach? Oh, are yeah. you are you doing that at your organization? So uh, zero trust is a, a loaded word or a loaded question. I think everyone has their own interpretation of what zero trust is. But yes, we are trying to implement a zero trust approach um, at our organization. You know, defined by how we feel zero trust is. Ideally, I, I think everything in the world is zero trust because. You know, we're all so interconnected, but the zero trust concept as it relates to identity is really the focus. And in terms of looking ahead to next year, any particular project or priority that kind of stands out to you in terms of cybersecurity? For next year, we're really looking to better support the business. As we move forward, there is a lot more emphasis on 
patient experiences, digital experiences and whatnot. We're doing everything in the, from a cyber perspective to better support that and enable those experiences. So for the end user, it's a better experience. And finally, any predictions for next year in terms of top threats or how things are emerging or evolving? If I knew what the threats were and I could predict it, I probably would win the lottery because I could predict the numbers. So um, clearly the intensity and the signals coming from the outside world are going to be intense. And I assume the rise of hacktivists or ransomware is going to continually increase as more, more opportunity to monetize organizations for cyber attacks. Well, thank you, Jigger. I've been speaking to Jigger Kadakia. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for joining us.